Hello and welcome once again to The Doctor Is In, Coastal Cardiology and Associates. They're on Elizabeth Street. We're featuring Dr. Greg Silverman. Now, the office is closed, but they do have convenient valet parking when the office reopens. Coastal Cardiology and Associates on Elizabeth Street. The phone number is 887-2900, 887-2900. Dr. Silverman sent his staff home last week. How is the uh, telemedicine Working. Well, we are doing. We are doing. I'd say ninety percent of our patients are now being done by telemedicine, and of those, I would suggest that probably eighty percent of those are done over the phone. Even though they have cell phones that have video cameras and things, in our patient population, it's a difficult sell uh, uh, to get patients to understand how to push the correct buttons, and and every software is a little bit different. So most of those patients, even if they do have a video cell phone or a smartphone, are we're just talking to them on the regular phone. Um, I am prone to move on to a, another subject. However, if um, you're just noticing things around you, more people are wearing masks. Right. I don't know if they're the right kind. Some of them look like uh, masks that sheet rockers. Uh, right, right. Um, but uh, I guess anything is a prevention. Um, you, you can wear a, a smaller t-shirt and pull that up over your right. uh, nose and that'll work. They're saying that scarves now work, that anything anything to prevent the, uh, you know, the, the droplets from getting into your lungs is better than nothing. And that's right. what, and that's what everybody's saying. Uh, you know, if you go out to any stores now, there's plastic between you and whoever is the checkout person. And I think that's probably all pretty good, especially in the number of people that those people have to see a day, any sort of checkout person has to see it's, they're at risk. There's no question. I would think that they're about as at risk as the uh, first responders. Uh, I did notice at HEB that there were uh, several uh, sneeze guards uh, up in front of the uh, cashiers and at other places as well. Right, right. And that's and that's the right thing to do, I think. I think now that everybody's starting to really take things seriously and saying, okay, we're in the, we, we hope we're in a home stretch, whatever that is, of trying to limit the spread of this disease. I think that people are starting to take everything uh, as seriously as they can uh, given the circumstances, I think that people have gotten the message of what is and what is what COVID is and what it is not, what COVID represents, how to prevent the spread of this thing, the hand washing, the covering your mouth, the sneezing into your arm, the you know staying home, right. all this thing. I mean, it, it has gotten, if not universal appeal, it has gotten at least as much appeal as you're going to get to anybody who is going to do that. I'm sure that they're still having crimes out there. I'm sure there's people out there still being morons and idiots doing things that they shouldn't be doing. But for the general population, I think most people are understanding the severity of this and that I think that they're willing, which I'm surprised at, um, willing to say, yeah, we will do this for as long as it takes. Uh, that, that question still remains. Right. Learning how to wash your hands correctly has been, uh, you know, I, uh, I was talking to uh, Blake's wife, Debbie, the other day, and I said, you know, you need to get one of those little scrub brushes and i i learned how to scrub up watching hawkeye on mash <laughs> and i i've started doing that because that the germs can hide in cracks in your skin under your fingernails and especially in your cuticles and your cuticle areas are the places that 
are going to uh, look for stuff in your pick nose. and probe. Yes, right, pick right, and probe. Right. I, I can tell you this: in medical school, the person who taught me how to how to surgical scrub up said, "Imagine there's paint on your hands, and that you are trying to scrub that paint off, and that's how that's the that's the best way to do that." Having said that, I think that really in in for everybody else who's not going into surgery, I think that the best option is just do a good forty-five second wash. You can do that, and there's lots of different songs to do that to sure. the ABC song, the, the 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 other types of songs that you can do that to, and 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 use those as an appropriate time to to use soap and soap kills this virus remember that soap denatures the protein as does the alcohol in those alcohol wipes those denature this protein and they get those off of your hands and that works so let's talk about something um more than the coronavirus today yeah i i I think remember we have to understand that for the 99% of people who are going to be surviving this coronavirus even if even if god forbid you get it um the answers are you're going to have to live at some point and it is time for you to start thinking seriously about that and how do we how do we go on for the for the rest of your life having said that your life is going to be a little bit different the life in the united states is going to be a little bit different in looking forward than it was looking back i don't think there's any doubt about that the ideas of how we think about government and how we think about interpersonal relationships and what we think about um, the abilities of medicine to do um, are changed. I don't think there's any doubt about it. It's, and you you said this some uh, weeks ago, um, getting people to understand that they have to take a more active role in their own health. You can't just go to the doctor and expect to get a prescription for something and you'll be over it in a few days. The, this is a habit we got into a long time ago when we started uh, believing in that and pushing the the miracle of modern medicine. I'm not saying that there aren't miracles that abound in modern medicine, but it's a lot more effective when you take and understand what your role is Correct. In, in, in taking responsibility for your own health. My wife and I went out today, and we were out, we went out walking today. And we've, as we have done every day since this coronavirus, since we were inside in the coronavirus. And it's amazing how many people are out there walking now. I mean, there yeah. are a lot more people who are taking this seriously. And I, and, and, and I think that's a great point, which is the idea that you have to take responsibility for your own for your own health. That that I'm here to help, but I'm here to help after the after the cat is out of the bag, sort of. And right. there are some things that that we are doing now in medicine, certainly in cardiology, that are preventive types of things. But the biggest preventive thing that you can do is understand what your numbers are and understand how you can change your numbers, understand what your weight is, understand what your sugars are, understand what your blood pressures are, and how and what actions you can do to, to change those for the better in the long term. It, it is easy for me to give you a pill. It is very easy for me to write a prescription. I send it in electronically. I give those, to, I give those all the time. It is very difficult for me to tell you Here's how you can stop using a pill mm-hmm. because people get into a lifestyle that they get to that they cannot get out of. I'm hoping that in, in the wake of the, all the things that are going to be changed after this COVID, 
that people will understand that is their responsibility and their ideas to change their outcomes. It is They can see this, that they are responsible for either getting or not getting coronavirus in some aspects. They do have a role there. They have a role in either getting or giving coronavirus to potentially somebody who has a real problem right. with coronavirus, and they are responsible for that. And most people, I think, are taking that seriously. I think that people are saying, wait a minute, I have the potential for spreading this disease to however many people that I come in contact with. Well, if you can internalize that, then you can internalize the idea that you are responsible for yourself as well. And there's a lot of ideas out there that are that are good ideas that hopefully we will take forward after this. And that involves like walking. You're, you, you'll really be surprised at how that will affect your immune system. Correct. It's amazing. There was a study out in the Journal of the American Medical Association about a month ago that says that just 20 minutes a day of walking reduces overall mortality. That's overall deaths by 20%. Mm-hmm. 20%. That's big. It's huge. It's huge. I mean, that's better than anything that we can do. Aspirin maybe reduces additional heart attacks by 50%. Just one aspirin a day after you've had a heart attack. And then there are some other things that reduce that. They, they, they can reduce your risk. But nothing as cheap or as easy as getting outside and walking around your block. Nothing does any better than that. And that's remarkable. And that's the idea that we can that we may be able to forward after this is all over. How do I get somebody to learn to say, look, I'm responsible somewhat for my own for my own actions. I'm responsible for my own health. I'm responsible for other people's health as well. Well, not only that, but if you take the opportunity <laughs> and you hear people complain about this all the time. We don't know the people who live two houses down, one street over. You know, here's your opportunity to get out and you see somebody in the yard or you pass somebody who is walking as well. You can speak to them. You exchange pleasantries. You go, oh, yeah. You 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 never know what you're going to get. Exactly. My kids seem to think that that I'm crazy for talking to everybody. But I go out there. I'm on on a walk. You say hello. All you got to do is say hello. I, like, I got a new yard guy by walking the other day, and, and he saves me a ton of money. So I'm like, all right, I'll, here's where you got a chance to do this. Let's do well, this. And, and if you like landscaping, if yep. you're proud of your yard, you can also get some really good ideas from people who look at that bush and go, you know, I've got a spot where that would really do well. I wonder what that is. And right. Go up and ask. Exactly. I mean, and, and you never know. And it's just kind of fun to go out there and, and look around the neighborhoods and look at the architecture of every different house. I mean, yeah. it is kind of fun. I mean, it is kind of fun to see how landscaping plays a role in whatever house there is or the differences in landscaping and the differences in ideas out there. And maybe you can bring those back. That's a great idea. It's bring well, those back to your own house. It's And you bring it back to your house and it gives you something to do, especially this time when a lot of us are suffering from cabin fever. <laughs> um, there are still things you can do outside, and uh, the plant places are still available. Still open, still and, open, right? And 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 that's you know uh, a little gardening, crawling around on your hands and knees. Uh, for me, there's just nothing that is more pleasing than getting my hands in the dirt, mixing up that mulch, uh, planting those young plants or even seeds, which I do sometimes in bulbs, and then watching yeah. the it, progress. It, it's like 
God's <laughs> own reward. It's what you did. It's yeah, you did that. You this did. this year for the holidays, my stepdaughter bought me a seed of the month club. <gasps> and so and so I went out and and those, you know those little junky little uh, jiffy uh, greenhouses, yeah. little plastic greenhouses, right. planted them all in that. And now I've got I don't know about fifteen or twenty different types of vegetables growing in the garden. My mistake was that I didn't mark any of them, so I have no idea what's out there growing. So this year is just going to be a pot- potpourri of whatever's in my garden. That's what we're going to be eating. I'm pretty sure some of them are peppers. I know there's at least one eggplant out there. And when I get done with this podcast, I'm going back and I've got to spray. I've got some of those uh, leaf miners. I got to, I got to spray for the leaf miners. Those are like the bane of my existence. Oh yeah, silly things. But that um, it's an oil. Yeah, it's it's uh, sinosid or something. Yeah, so, so, you yeah. Put that on there, and they can't suck the life out of your plants anymore. Yeah, that's I, it. I did something really unusual. I got a uh, a milk carton, and then it got a little bit bigger. So I got a uh, a bucket, like a beach bucket, mm-hmm. and I packed it full of uh, miracle uh, soil, and. I poked a hole in the bottom of the bucket and stuck uh, the little uh, grape tomatoes in. <clears throat> and you don't have to worry about them laying on the ground and getting soft spots on them. You hang them up in the sun and they grow down and they just produce profusely. I'm doing that. that, <laughs> got to do that. It is, <laughs> the it is remarkable. Tomato. I had a tomato. Okay, tomatoes are the bane of my existence. I don't really want to go into my vegetable acumen, but tomatoes have been the bane of my existence for about 10 years. I, I'm like that. I'm like, I always say I'm like Charlie Brown and Lucy, where my tomatoes look great, look great, look, look great, and then, ba-bing, Lucy pulls that ball right away from me. I've got the oh, black yeah. spot on the bottom of them oh, or yeah. something, something. If you hang them. Oh, they! I've good. tried them it, every which way. I it it prompted me to get a new uh, a, a new uh, species of grape uh, that I'm going to do the same thing with. Nice. You're listening to uh, Coastal Cardiology and Associates. The doctor is in, featuring Farmer Brown. I mean, uh, Doctor <laughs> Greg Silverman. His office is on Farmer Elizabeth Green. Street, and the phone number is eight eight seven. Two nine zero zero. That uh, that see what we just did. We exchanged information about plants, and you can't get that anywhere. No, it, it's like you do it, and you remember it a lot longer than if you read it. And the exercise of being out there, you get some sunshine uh, on your shoulders, and you get some joy in your heart. Uh, uh, all uh, plants ask for is a. A little bit of food, a little bit of water, and they never ask for the card keys. Nope. And, and eventually, hopefully, some of them will do that. And eventually, I'm ha- I can't wait to have a salad with the things that I have oh, sure. sown in my garden, the seeds I have sown, as it were. Well, the first time you put meat on your table, <laughs> didn't right. didn't that? That's right. It's kind of neat. It is. Yeah. Go, it hey, is I shot absolutely. that deer. That's right. This yeah. is the, We did this. Well... On a on a lighter note, let's and 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 also I think that getting you outside gets you away from all this corona intensity. I think, for yeah. lack of a better word, because all you're sitting there watching TV, all you've got is corona this and corona that. You got to get out here. Now, I'm not I'm not trying to downplay the severity of this. I have some patients who were 
very meaningful to me that are on the ventilator at this yes. point because of coronavirus. Um, and so that you have to be aware of that. There's no question. But I think that the information is out there. I'm, I'm looking at things that we could bring into this podcast over this last week that we didn't know about last week. And I think in the in the interim, I think what's happened is that we are starting to get some movement in medicines that may work against the coronavirus. I think that's where this next step is. We, I think we've, I think all the ideas that people are panicking about ventilators and not getting them in the right, that has, that has sort of taken its shape. I think that we are getting more ventilators and need to where we're going. We are ramping up the ideas of, we're ramping up that 3M is now making masks right. and things. So so that the amount of masks and gloves and those kind of things, although it, it, it does, it takes some time to ramp up. And you can see in the United States, it's taken, what, three weeks, four weeks? With That if you think about it, that's a remarkably short time to ramp up to do anything. I mean, yeah. three or four weeks, how long does it take to make a ventilator? I mean, it's, it's, a lo- it's not an easy process to do. It's not a minor little... Yeah, you, know, you can't. It's not baking a cake. It's a, it's well, a big so, manufacturing deal. You know, the president called out the 3M. They their manufacturing plants are in China. Yeah, China sent uh, a bunch of those masks to Italy. Italy said these don't work. Yeah, what are you trying to do? And the reliance on, you know. Other people, it's right, right. I think there's a lot. Of, I think there's a lot to at play here in the in the long term of where this coronavirus goes, what this, how this changes America in the long term. I certainly hope that that at some point after this is over, that we do start a talk in America about manufacturing things in the United States, and yeah. I, and I don't mean just things that we need or or you know, specifically need like medicines or ventilators or who knows what i certainly hope it is uh things that we don't need like knives and sure televisions and those kind of things where that debate has to come back and say what are you willing to pay to be able to say it's manufactured in the united states and that we can control uh the process of some way right that 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 it, we want clean air and water great we everybody wants that. We want, but we also want to understand that you can do manufacturing in a clean way. I certainly think that you can do that. That costs a little bit more money, but are people willing to do that? Is, well, it depends on how how well you can control the uh, greed uh, factor. I I think uh, we are uh, talking with Doctor Silverman. This is uh, the doctor's in coastal cardiology. And they're on Elizabeth Street. The phone number is 887-2900. We're talking about uh, taking more responsibility for your own health and doing the things that you need to do. Because the, our doctors, if you, if you just look at this um, rationally, um, the doctors are like the police. They, they show up after the bad guys have gotten there. The bacteria, the things that you've done to your body that have led to high blood pressure, uh, bad cholesterol, heart disease, and one thing right after another. There are things you can do to prevent this stuff. We talked about the autoimmune system. When you think about your heart, it's the most effective pump that has ever been conceived. It works. Oh. 24 hours a day it, and in a closed system, uh, a transportation system that figured out a way to uh, kill uh, bad things that are in there, 
filter itself and then get rid of the hide the bodies. Yeah, the, the yeah the toxins get rid of the toxins. It's un- You're out. It's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's amazing. Let's help it uh, do its best work because ignoring what we have been doing, it's really really worked very very well. Relying on going to the doctor <clears throat> after the bad guys uh, have showed up. If you make the effort to say to yourself, you know what, uh, I'm going to put 90th birthday on my bucket list. I, that's what I want. And here's the way I'm going to do it. You can cut down on medicine, trips to the uh, uh, doctor, so many things. You can. And you'll feel so much better. You can. Yeah, there's no there's no question that... that that by and large, I, matter of fact, one of the podcasts we're going to do is how to live to be ninety, and and uh, the, I wanted to start on this, but un, unfortunately, we got we had to get into the coronavirus and say to people and give information to people about what you need to know about coronavirus, what right. the what the the average person out there doesn't know about coronavirus and what this virus does. I think there's plenty of information out there now, and I think that that some of what we're doing is. Um, is saying things that we have that everybody already knows, and I'm seeing are being put in practice at this point. Um, however, there are some secrets to live to be 90, and they're pretty easy to be honest with you. It's 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 pretty simple, and we can do a a 30 minute podcast next week or the week after once some of this is sort of gone away once we are we have a little bit better idea of what is the coronavirus and how it is that we're treating it i think that we're starting to see some of that like i said we're starting to see some ideas on what the best answers are is it azithromycin and and hydroxychloroquine well that seems to work in some patients there's some other antivirals that are coming around i saw one today that there is uh an anti um uh uh parasite drug that seems to have some effect on the virus. So why why an antiparasite drug or an antibiotic would have some effect, we don't know that yet, but it seems to have some effect on the on well, the, on the virus. The um, people that had been taking that for lupus, for example, right. they found out that whoa, these people have been exposed to it and it's not even showing up because they can tell if you have uh, had uh, COVID-19 Right by by the uh, antibody tests, yeah. right? There are some antibody tests out there, and now there's some, and now there's some people who are, who have had the coronavirus, and they are starting to take their plasma because they have antibodies against the coronavirus, so that potentially the antibodies from one person can be transferred into somebody else and help them fight off the coronavirus. So there are some really interesting parts out there. There's some really interesting science that's going on out there in this realm of saying, how do we treat the coronavirus? And it does, and it's remarkable about how fast some of this stuff has come to play. I think you know a couple of people who have lupus. Uh, 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 One of our uh, friends, Yeah, I I was wondering if they were going to um, ask him for uh, blood. I, I think they may. I think I think some of them they may. And, and uh, or, or the question of why does some, uh, I've got one patient whose wife is negative and he is positive. He's certainly in the he's ICU. On yeah, he's on a ventilator and, and he's positive. And how mm-hmm. she's not positive, I don't know. That's the question of is the test is this one of those false negatives? Although she doesn't feel bad. She has never had a fever. She's never had anything. So the question is, is why doesn't she have it? And so I think those studies are going to be happening about why why the partner of somebody doesn't have it and why 
they do. Those those remain to be seen. Why patients, you know, who have hypertension, is it the ACE inhibitors that they're on? I had a patient call me up yesterday saying that she didn't want to be on ACE inhibitors anymore, which is a very common blood pressure medicine. It's an ACE inhibitors, or they call them an ACE inhibitors, an angiotensin converting enzyme inhibitor. That and then there's an ARB, which is an angiotensin receptor blocker. They're, they work in similar ways, but it turns out that the that the virus attaches itself to the ACE uh, uh, receptor in your lungs, and that increases that they they think that increases the likelihood of you getting COVID. Having said that, the recommendations out there now are don't stop this medicine. This is not what you need to do to stop this. So there are, is some information out there that's a little bit mixed. I think there's a lot of kind of mixed information, although I did read that the American College of Cardiology and, and um, Texas Heart Association does not suggest that you stop these medicines. So it's a it's always a question. And, and really, if you follow the other advice, it's a, it seems to be much easier to me that if you say, look, I'm going to do what's best for my body, um, dieting, exercise, watching right. what I do, so that I don't have to be on these, period. I don't have to be on anything. And that happens. I see it happen all the time. Patients lose weight. Guess what? I'll pull you off of these medicines. We'll pull you off your diabetes drugs. We'll pull you off of your hyperten- antihypertensive drugs. We will get you through this once you get to a normal weight. Now, there are some people who are genetically predisposed to having hypertension or having other things. Right. Having said that, not everybody does. Not, not everybody is predisposed to that. I was thinking about... Uh, when I was in uh, pub, uh, Catholic school, and I was always in the hyperactive Sons of Satan, <laughs> <laughs> sitting in the back of that of that school, James, <laughs> and, and and I didn't eat things that made me hyperactive. I just was. <clears throat> but I've learned over the years that there are things that uh, aggravate it. Um, we, we're talking about immunology and your immune system and the benefits of walking. I promise you, it, it's th- like Dr. Silverman said a few minutes ago, um, we'll get your weight down to uh, a re- and you'll start walking better. You'll stand more erect. You, <clears throat> you won't do that shuffle when you walk. I, I see guys my age and they're not moving too well across the parking lot and I think you know what I am so glad that I take time to walk with my wife we're lucky because I could go right down here to Swantner Park and do a couple of laps and then walk back to the house and uh, what do you know I've uh, I've done two or four or almost five miles but even that stroll around your neighborhood I don't care where you live there are so many wonderful things to see. And right now, the mockingbirds are out. And if there is an example of can do and doing the very best you can, there, listen to a mockingbird. You walk out one morning and you hear it and you go, oh, that's uh, just a mockingbird. That mockingbird is singing every note that he knows. And nobody's there but you. 
That's right. In a way to get it's it a out symphony, there, right? It is, and they are blowing at the top of their lungs. At they the are top we, of their lungs, everything. Watch, it's like a a guitar player on a solo, and he is throwing in every trick he knows, and nobody is there to hear it except you. Yeah, there, you. There is a perfect example of doing your best every day with what you got. That's I, right. I realize he has ulterior motives, which will tell you just exactly what a man will do to attract a mate. <laughs> Yell at the top of your lungs. It, it, is. it is fun. Matter of fact, we were there. That's, that's where we walk. We, we come down uh, and, and come up Swander Park and then walk up through and go all the way up Kentner until sort of it, it goes in that little narrow part that's and that's three miles that's that and back to the house that's right around the corner three and a half miles it's right by well we go by we go go by by my house yeah we go by your street yeah and so and so um it it is interesting to see who's out there and it's and it's good for you and and guess what you feel better after you do it like i'm kind of relaxed and ready for the day you get oh yeah you get ready to do it and and you're you are you're you're your mind is better. Your mind is settled. The rest of you is settled. You feel good about yourself. And it doesn't require you to do length. It requires you to do consistency. That's what we got to start teaching people is be consistent in what you do. Five days or six days a week is better than one day a week, an hour. Right. Five days a week of 15 minutes is better than one day a week, an hour. Yeah, it is. What do you uh, want to talk about next week? Uh I'll how to live what, to be ninety? Yeah, let's. We can we can talk about how to live to be ninety. Let, let, let's by next week there ought to be some really interesting stuff out there on treatments for coronavirus. We're a month into this. I think some mm-hmm. of these some of these novel treatments will be out there. We'll talk a little bit about what we want to do, where, what the treatments are. I don't think anything is going to be different as far as the advice of staying home. We're not we're not going to. That's not going to change. Wearing gloves and masks. That's not going to change. Wash your hands. That's not going to change. The things that are going to change over the next week or so are: Do the numbers are the numbers going in the directions that we want them to go in? What what are the numbers in the United States? Um, what are the numbers in the world? Have it, it doesn't look like these staying at home has been of some help, and I'm I'm sure it has. I mean, we still have the ideas that the 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 cities and states that have the largest populations, New York, are, still getting hard, the worst are, are having the worst problems. Sure. Having said that, Corpus Christi does have a problem. There's no question. But we are not in a flood, per se. We do have, I think there's, what, 22 people who actively have it in, in Oasis County today. I, I was watching the news 40. last night. Is it 40? Yes. Is it 40, 40 now that ha- actively have it? But that's not everybody who is on a ventilator at this point. I think the, the number of people in the hospitals, I think, are around 12, 10 or 12. So we have it, yes. Are we flooded by it? Not exactly. Could we be flooded by it? Absolutely. Keep doing what we're doing. I think it is working somewhat. In Texas, uh, this was as of yesterday, there are uh, 6,110 cases and 105 deaths in New York uh, a hundred and thirteen thousand. Yeah. Uh, confirmed cases. Twenty times. Uh, yeah. Twenty times. <clears throat> right. So, uh, I'm sure there are. Uh, you, you know, people have complained about our airport for a long time. Maybe uh, there are people that got jammed in the uh, New York uh, uh, airport that are thinking, "Boy, I wish it was a lot less crowded." But they didn't know uh, then. Uh, just how contagious this was. Dr. Greg Silverman, this program, this podcast is The Doctor Is In. 
The uh, Coastal Cardiology and Associates Office is on Elizabeth Street, and the phone number is 887 290 